Grace and mercy be yours today from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Don't you hate it when someone throws a wrench in your plans? Everything seems to be working out smoothly, and then it's ruined. And it fills you full of angst and worry because your doctor changed your prescription. You had things all set, and now your family has canceled plans to come and see you. Kids experience this too. You're finally done with your schoolwork and your homework, and you're finally about to go outside and play, and mom or dad drag you back inside to clean your room. It can happen randomly too. You can have a grocery shopping trip all planned. But yeah, there's someone who can't make enough spaghetti to fill the shelves. You were going to go out and visit an old friend, but someone is making the gas prices go over $4 a gallon. You wanted to get out and rake the yard today, but someone sent snow. Or rain on your parade, a dash of sorrow that sours all of your joy. Well, just before our gospel text today, Jesus was feeding thousands, preaching to thousands, healing thousands. But also, on the other hand, he'd been rejected in his hometown. His cousin John who'd been preaching the same sermon, this way of repentance, he'd just been beheaded. Pharisees and scribes come out to investigate him, and of all things, now the long arm of the law was coming for Jesus. Then finally, Jesus says that the stuff coming out of our mouths is defiling us all. That brings us to our text today. Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. On one hand, preaching and healing and and feeding, yet also, on the other hand, being rejected. The killing of his cousin John and the law of the land chasing after him. Any one of us would have been easily annoyed. Annoyed or even on edge looking for a scapegoat, someone to blame for empty shelves and high gas prices. Someone to blame for ruining our day. We tend to get easily annoyed by others. Many times it's even more personal. Who is it that easily annoys you? There's someone be it at work or at school or even church, and you avoid them. Think of them. What are they like? Well, they're nothing like you. It'd be great if maybe they just quit their job or got fired or moved out of state. Maybe there's someone here who gets on your nerves. They're nothing like you. It'd be okay if maybe they just changed churches. 
In fact, there's someone in each and every one of your pasts that you now rejoice over because they're not here to annoy you anymore. They, maybe they quit their job or they did get fired or maybe they did move far away. Or maybe they no longer come to this church. For whatever reason, they're now no longer a part of your life. And we rejoice over this. It's a sigh of relief. Satan, too, rejoices. The disciples in today's gospel, they wanted to rejoice in the same way. The disciples are the ones who are annoyed. It seems on the surface they just wanted to avoid more trouble for their master, but no, they wanted to avoid more trouble for themselves. The text says, for she is crying out after us. Look at what she is doing to us. She is nothing like us. This Canaanite, this Greek, this Gentile, she was nothing like them. She comes forward and cries out, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely pressed by a demon. The disciples are annoyed. And they beg Jesus, Send her away, for she is crying out after us. It'd be great if she were just gone. It would be great if Jesus would just send that beggar away. We sinfully think that it would be great sometimes if our lives were free of that certain someone. The disciples were irritated, annoyed. Jesus did not answer her mercy request right away. Jesus' response to her plea for help was, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And again, it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Was Jesus annoyed? Look again at the gospel text. Did Jesus say no? Instead, no, it says, Jesus did not answer her a word. The answer to the woman's plea for mercy was not yes and it was not no. It was wait. But then he says, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Did Jesus say that this woman was not one of the lost sheep of the house of Israel? Look again. No. Jesus was giving her an opening to confess. To this opening, the woman says, Lord, help me. Jesus replied, it's not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Did Jesus just call her a dog? Look again. Did Jesus finally have enough of this woman annoying him? Nope. Jesus gives the Canaanite woman an opening to confess her faith. And her faith, well, we shall see. But this Canaanite woman, if, if she had any sort of pride in herself, she should have begged to be one of the children of Israel. That's what I would have done. But this woman instead 
is willing to be a dog. Willing to beg like a dog for his mercy. Begging. Meanwhile, the disciples are begging to have her sent away. Yes, Lord, she says, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Having given up all pride, the woman was happy to beg like a dog. Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. In this woman's faith, it's not just hoping for the best for her daughter. This woman's faith isn't looking for a magic trick. This woman grips onto something real. God. God in the flesh. Jesus Christ. This woman whom the disciples wanted to avoid was gripping for a mere crumb. A mere crumb from her Lord's table. Jesus sees this faith in her. Jesus is the only one who can free her daughter of a demon. Jesus, who has complete power over Satan and all of his demons. Our faith, too, grips onto something real. Our faith grips onto God in the flesh, who goes and dies and rises for us. Goes and dies and rises for his disciples, even though they were annoyed. Jesus goes to the cross and dies and rises for that Canaanite woman. Jesus dies and rises for the people in your life that you avoid. All those people whom we get annoyed by, all those lost sheep, You also were once a lost sheep. Jesus was crucified for you, and Jesus rose for you. Because he was not annoyed by you. Instead, Jesus loves you entirely. Forgives you entirely. You were one of those who annoyed others, but now, not only have you been found, you've been adopted by God. And for all the moments that you have been annoyed with someone else being around, Jesus died for that specific sin. And for all the moments that you may have rejoiced when, so, when someone no longer came to this church, Jesus Christ goes and dies for the both of you. God the Father, instead of being annoyed by the sin of the entire world, sent his son so that you did not have to pay with your life. Jesus does not get annoyed by beggars. Instead, the risen Christ sees your faith and gives you the opening to express the fruits of your faith. Lord, help me. And in Lent, in our faith, we realize all the wrong we have done. God's word has told us so. We realize how wrong we are when we judge others and avoid them because we're annoyed. We realize that we rejoice 
when another one of God's own children doesn't show up anymore, rejoicing in the absence of God's creation that he loves is deserving of death. Being annoyed by another one of God's own children is sin. We need to be reminded to beg for mercy. Lord, help us to give up all pride and beg like a starving dog. To beg like the Canaanite woman. Lord, help me. Martin Luther, on his deathbed, said in his famous last words, We are all just beggars. And it holds true that I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. And I, I would rather come and fall at my master's table and beg like a dog for a fallen crumb than be anywhere else on a Sunday morning. In the name of Jesus, amen.